Uncle Charlie returns for the Atlanta Braves and throws a gem on Wednesday as the Atlanta Braves complete a sweep of the New York Yankees. We'll discuss that. I'll also take you through the league, look at the league leaders, and talk about the latest news around Major League Baseball. We'll discuss all of that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you and letting me know what you think about the podcast, what we can do to improve the podcast, and how I can make you more of a part of this podcast if you're new on youtube make sure you hit that subscribe button of over 6600 subscribers on youtube now and if you're watching there hit the thumbs up video even if you don't watch here you listen to the audio go to youtube hit the thumbs up button on the video to help support the show and spread the love to everyone else out there thank you so much for all the support that you give me making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day big shout out to jason sturkey uh J- jru from south dakota gibby john ashby and jordan harris who let me know on the last video that they are everydayers thank you so much for being part of the everyday gang here at Locked On Braves. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Getting started with today's podcast, we're going to recap Wednesday's game. Not a lot to talk about here, but we do need to go into Charlie Morton and the performance that he had in this one. Could this be a sign of him maybe getting on track, getting on a roll? We've been teased with it before, but we'll discuss all of that home runs from the Braves here lately. Uh, not much offense to speak of, but the bullpen has been lights out. Want to talk about that. And then it's Thursday, so we'll do our Thursday through the league segment. Go through our division standings, league leaders with the basic stats, and then got a little bit of news to talk about as well, some unfortunate news for the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll briefly discuss that, and then we'll set you up for what's to come for this Braves team next as we head down the stretch here. We're almost halfway through August. We are halfway through August, and we're about to get into the final month of the regular season. But let's jump into Wednesday's game, a 2 to nothing win for the Atlanta Braves. These last two games, I think one was two hours and eight minutes on Wednesday night, the one before that, two hours and 18 minutes. It's like both of these teams were just ready to get out of there. Uh, the way the Yankees have been playing lately, I mean, they just, again, kind of like the Mets, both of those teams right now just really down, and the Braves able to take advantage. The Braves swept. The Yankees at home. Braves now have four shutouts in their last seven games. Back-to-back shutouts against the New York Yankees. It's incredible. We talked about it on the postcast. They mentioned during the broadcast. Yankees haven't had a losing season since 1992. I think that's one of the more remarkable records. I don't even know if it is a record. I think I heard them say the Montreal Canadiens and the NHL had a longer streak, and then the Yankees themselves way back in the day had a long, longer streak of winning seasons. But in today's environment, to have a winning season like that, a streak like that of winning seasons is pretty remarkable. I say that because the loss for the Yankees on Wednesday dropped them below 500. And I believe this was the latest they've been under 500 since 1995. Pretty good year for the Braves there. So 
again, it, it's been a tough go for the Yankees here as of late. Braves kind of taking advantage of that. But I started to mention four shutouts in their last seven games. Yesterday's podcast, you didn't give that a listen. We talked about all the shutouts for the Braves this year. And at that point, they were ranked second in all of baseball with 12 shutouts. Well, with the one on Wednesday, they now have 13 on the year, which is tied for first in all of Major League Baseball along with the Guardians. It's their fifth shutout in August already. And that's just crazy to think of when you go back just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this rotation and the struggles that they've had. And they have. I gave you the numbers from the beginning of June, so it wasn't a small sample size where – it had been a bottom 10 rotation in all of baseball in terms of ERA. Not a single starter had an ERA under four during that stretch, except for Max Fried, who had a couple of starts. But there, I mean, the starting rotation had had its struggles. But despite all that, they're still putting zeros up on the board. And, you know, that's why I never really worried too much about this starting rotation because you know what they're capable of doing when they're on their game. And you're going to have some lulls through the season here or there. But look, when Spencer Strider's on, he's the most dominant pitcher in baseball. I don't think that's hyperbole. You look at the strikeout numbers he has, he can be the most dominant pitcher in all of baseball. When Charlie Morton's on like he was last night, that's, that curveball is one of the more dominant pitches in all of baseball and can carve up a lineup. And you know what Max Fried can do when he has all of his pitches working. So that's why I know there's highs and lows throughout the season, but I, I still never really – concern myself too much with this starting rotation because when they are on and when they're pitching like they're capable, I still think it's one of the best rotations in all of baseball. But to go off the rotation, the trip through the rotation they just had, which was miserable, and to now have the trip they've had this last time through, four shutouts, is just a remarkable turnaround. And I talk about taking advantage of these New York teams while they're down you know, the Rays won three or four against the Mets. They swept the Yankees, so won six of seven games and outscored them 58 to 13 in those games. Just a remarkable run for the Braves here against these New York teams. And the Braves finish off a 14 game stretch and go nine and five. I mentioned it going into this stretch. It, the competition wasn't necessarily as hard, although the Cubs ended up being a much better team than maybe I thought when I looked at that schedule. You know, a couple of weeks prior, Cubs have been playing really good baseball lately, especially their offense. But it still was a really long road trip, back-to-back four-game series, you know, 14 straight games or 14 games in 13 days without an off day, a lot of that being on the road. You knew this was going to be a pretty tough trip for the Braves, and it started out a little shaky. You lose the series in Chicago. You, you split in Pittsburgh, which is fine, but it's a series you felt like you should have won. But in the end, they go 9-5 and five in those 14 games, which obviously is still really good. So they get through that stretch. They're now back home with these three against the Yankees and got six more at home, which we'll talk about later. But let's get into the game on Wednesday night. And the big story here was Charlie Morton. Six innings, four hits, just one walk after he walked seven batters in his last game. Just one walk on Wednesday night. No one runs, 10 strikeouts in 94 pitches. This was, this is the version of Charlie Morton that to me is still a Braves game three starter because he's capable of going out and doing this. I talked about this a lot on the postcast. One thing that really stood out to me, 44 curveballs thrown in this outing. That's not you know so unusual from his norm, just a little bit above the regular percentage usage of that curveball in an outing. 
But really, all of his other pitches, he used you know 10 to 15 times. He really just kind of evened it out. The rest of the cutter was actually his second most used pitch. He didn't throw the four-seam fastball quite as much. I mentioned those cutters. He threw 16 of them. Two of them were swing and misses. Three of them were foul balls, and six of them were called strikes. So it became a, a little bit more of a dependable pitch for him in this outing. I talked about the 44 curveballs thrown, 12 whiffs on 24 swings. That's a 50% whiff rate there and eight called strikes. So it's a pitch that, uh, as I said, one of the more dominant pitches in all of baseball when it's on and when he can control it like he could on Wednesday night. It's just pretty much unhittable whenever he can spot it where he wants to. So great stuff from Charlie Morton again. Being able to limit the walks, that's huge. It's always going to be somewhat of an issue for him. There's just so much movement on that curveball. If you don't have control of it and hitters aren't chasing, you're going to walk some batters. But only the one walk, this is the Charlie Morton that's capable of going out and dominating a lineup, being your number three starter in a postseason rotation. And again, I just need to see consistency. It's We've seen flashes of this all year long. This is now the fifth game that Charlie Morton has started this year that ended in a shutout. We've seen flashes of this really the past two years, but we'd see it and then it disappears. And when it disappears, it's usually four or five walks, a couple of home runs, and you're looking at a four, five run outing that he gives up. Just need to find that consistency for Charlie Morton where he's able to go out there consistently give you six innings of, of two, two run baseball or less. I mean, that's, you know, that's what Charlie Morton's capable of doing. Just need to see it more often now not much to speak of on the offensive side of things i mentioned this long stretch of games they've been on maybe they were looking towards that off day they sure need a rest with all the offense and all the things they've had to do to carry this team here lately just two runs on three hits and four walks you had a double by ozuna followed by rosario home run that was all the offense provided and it was fortunately all the offense that was needed in this one and again talk about ozuna and rosario they have their cold streaks. We know that. They've been better for Ozuna this year, really outside of April and then again in early June. But, you know, when they're hot, they're capable of carrying a team, and they've done that here lately or the past couple of nights or really the past week. They've really stepped up and been big parts of this offense. And, again, they were all the offense on Wednesday night. Great to see this team get a win in different ways with the pitching staff back on track now. You can win these low-scoring games. You don't have to score five-plus runs each and every game, although this offense is capable of doing it and probably will do it more often than not. But it's nice to see the offense you know, have a bit of a down night, not score a lot of runs, and still be able to win again, win a game because your pitching staff is that good. And your bullpen. I talked about this yesterday as well. I think they're a little bit underrated with how good they've been lately. It feels like they're getting overlooked. But Pierce Johnson, been great since coming over. Kirby Yates, Rysel Iglesias, they finish it off all with clean innings and all did it with 11 pitches or fewer. I mean, just shut the door. I mean, that is a, the definition of shutting the door in a baseball game. They were able to do that on Wednesday night to give you a stress-free ending to that game. All right, next we'll do our Through the League Thursday segment, see where the Braves are sitting pretty atop Major League Baseball right now. We'll discuss all of that next. 
You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science backed hair growth supplement for men. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONMLB. The Braves will be back in action on Friday night at home at 7.20 p.m. Eastern to take on the Giants, start a three-game series with them. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. It is an off day on Thursday, so Friday's podcast will be a full mailbag episode, so be ready to submit your questions. Again, I will send out a tweet from LockedOn underscore Braves on Twitter asking for those questions. Please submit your questions there. I know a lot of you send them to me in YouTube or in DMs on X, Twitter, whatever. Please submit uh, to ask them under that tweet that I send out sometime Thursday late afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. All right, it's Thursday, so we'll do our Through the League Thursday segment here, going division by division, starting in the NL East. The Braves are 78-42. and Season high games over 500 on the year. They're eight and two in their last 10 games. The Phillies are 66 and 55. They're 12 and a half games back. They're six and four in their last 10 games, and they lead the NL wild card race. They're up two games on the Giants for the tight top spot in the NL wild card race, and yet they're 12 and a half games back of the Braves in the NL East. Just showing you how dominant the Braves have been. The Marlins are 63 and 59. They're 16 games back in the division. The Mets are 55 and 66, 23 and a half games back. The Nationals are just one game behind them. Who would have thought it? It's a battle for the basement in the NL East between the Mets and the Nationals. The Nationals are 54 and 67, 24 and a half games back. They're six and four in their last 10 games. Going and looking at the other divisions in the AL East, the Orioles are 74 and 47. I mentioned that as the Braves look for the best record in all of baseball as well. The Orioles are the ones who are closest to them in that regard. The Orioles are up two games on the Rays in the AL East. and the AL Central, the Twins are up four and a half games on the Guardians. The AL West, the Rangers are up two and a half games on the Astros. For the AL wildcard pitcher, the Rays are up two and a half games for the top spot over the Astros, who are up three games over the Blue Jays. So those two teams feeling pretty confident right now. And the Mariners are one game back of the final wildcard spot. Red, Red Sox are three games back. Mariners have been pretty hot here lately. They're trying to make a push here at the end, a push that unfortunately Angels could not make. I don't think we're going to get to see Otani and Trout in the playoffs this season, unfortunately. In the NL Central, the Brewers are up two and a half games on the Cubs and the Reds. In the NL West, the Dodgers now are 10 games up on the Giants. The Dodgers have won 10 games in a row. They're 73 and 46 as they try to catch the Braves for the best record in all of baseball as well. And then the NL Wild Card, I mentioned the Phillies, they're up two games. On the Giants, who the Braves are about to play, the Giants are up a game and a half on the Cubs, Reds, and Marlins, who are all tied for the final wild card spot right now. Cubs have played two fewer 
game. So they hold a slight edge with one fewer win and one fewer loss than the Reds and the Marlins. So a tight race there in the NL wild card. Unfortunately, the division races are kind of breaking open a little bit, which a bit of a bummer. I like to watch those division races down the stretch, but hopefully those will tighten up. We'll get some good races here in the final month of the season. But that NL wild card race looks pretty tight right now with all those teams fighting for those spots. Looking at our league leaders, this week we'll do the standard stats. Next week we'll do the more advanced stats. So starting with home runs, Matt Olson leads all of baseball with 43 home runs. Otani, though, 42 right behind him. Pete Alonzo with 36, Luis Robert Jr. with 32, and Mookie Betts with 31. Your RBI leaders, Matt Olson, 107 runs batted in on the year. Leads all of baseball by far. Kyle Tucker is next with 90. Two. Now that is crazy. Over 20 more RBIs than the next closest guy on the list. Adolis Garcia has 91. Ozzy Albies has 90. And Pete Alonso, 89. Whatever your thoughts on Pete Alonso, the guy puts in work. Uh, he has, you know, he's up there in top five at home runs and runs batted in. Uh, you know, he does some damage at the plate for sure. Looking at batting average, Luis Arise, he's down to 361 now. I don't know that Acuna. Or Freeman can catch him, but Freeman's at 337, Acuna's at 335, uh, but Arias still leading there by a pretty good margin at 361. And then you got Bellinger at 327, Yanni Diaz at 322. Your OPS leaders, Otani, 1071 OPS, leads all of baseball. Matt also behind him right now at an even 1,000. And then it's Freddie Freeman at 997, Acuna at 995, and Mookie Betts at 973 so you got the two Braves and the two Dodgers there all in the top five in OPS and all of baseball gonna be a fun matchup when those two teams hook up here towards the end of the month for going to the pitching side of things looking at your wins leaders Justin Steele Spencer Strider and Taiwan Walker are all at the top with 13 wins and then you got Zach Eflin uh, Zach Gallen, Charlie Morton and, and Max Scherzer surprisingly with 12 wins there. That surprised me only because he's missed a good chunk of time, but still has 12 wins on the season. Your ERA leaders, Blake Snell leads all of baseball with a 265 ERA. Nathan Avaldi, 269. Garrett Cole, 276. Justin Steele, 279. And uh, Sonny Gray, uh, 304. Your whip leaders, you got uh, Kirby out there for the Mariners at 1.00. Evaldi at 1.01. Uh, Eflin at 1.03 and Lorenzen for the Phillies at 1.04. Garrett Cole at 1.05. Strider is 15th at 1.12. And then the strikeout leader, Strider still with a very comfortable lead there with 217. Kevin Gosman, the closest to him at 187. And then Pablo Lopez, 180. That surprised me all year. I never really thought of him much as a strikeout guy, but he is racking up the strikeouts there in Minnesota. He's got 180. And then Blake Snell, 176. And then you got Luis Castillo, Garrett Cole, and Lance Lynn, who's turning back the clock there with the Dodgers, all have 166 strikeouts on the year. Now, your bit of news from around baseball, some unfortunate news here, and I'm not going to get into the details just because it's a very uncomfortable, awkward, unfortunate situation, what's going on with Wander Franco. If you're in the news, you're in the know, you probably know what's going on there. If not, you can Google search it and find out. I'll just say he's currently on the restricted list and reporting by Hector Gomez to somebody close to the situation said they don't think he'll play in Major League Baseball again. So this is a very serious situation. Again, it's a very 
you know, awkward, uncomfortable one. We're dealing with, you know, somebody who's a minor here. So that's why I'm not going into heavy details. You can Google all that. You want to find out more information, but certainly is a big story around Major League Baseball right now uh, with what's going on with Wander Franco and the Rays and that situation. So, again, don't want to go into heavy details there, but did think it was worth at least mentioning as we go through our through the league segment here. Again, you want more information, more details, specifics on that. You can go research it and find it yourself there. I'm not going to go heavy into all of that. All right, next we'll get into a um, little bit of Braves news right now, and then we'll talk about what's ahead for the, the rest of the month as we're halfway through the month of August. We'll go through the schedule to round up this month and going into the final month of the regular season. We'll discuss all that here next. If you want the chance to win more money with less picks, you can do so over at Sleeper. Head to Sleeper, the number one sports app, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Do you think Matt Olson could hit a home run on Friday against whoever the Giants decide to throw in that game? I certainly do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100-time payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Sleeper also has season-long fantasy leagues like the one that I just started for Lockdown Braves listeners. That league is already filled up. I did a fantasy uh, NFL league for the upcoming season as I try to get into the NFL and really looking forward to that. A lot of people said some good things about Sleeper and using it for season-long leagues as well. So, Looking forward to, to getting into that and experiencing some of that with, with you as well. Should be a lot of fun. If you want to start another one, I could be tempted to start another league. I know there's some others that didn't quite get in. So if you want to do that, let me know. But I'm excited to do that over on Sleeper. If you're going there, use promo code Locked On. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Again, the Braves will be back in action on Friday night at 7.20 p.m. Eastern, starting a three-game series with the Giants, who do have that second wild-card spot right now. So it'll be a good matchup. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. All right, I lied to you. Not any Braves news right now, but I did want to talk about what's coming ahead for the Braves the rest of this month. You got... Finishing off this homestand, six more games here. You got three against the Giants, three against the Mets. Talked about the Giants. You know, they hold that second wild card spot right now. A really good team. Hopefully that Mets team is still down and the Braves can take advantage there and have a really good homestand. And then they have their toughest stretch of the season left. They got a 10-game road trip that ends with four games against the Red Hot Dodgers, who have won 10 in a row Hopefully that's not the case by the time the Braves get there. Hopefully it is the case. So that means they're due for some losses. But that is going to be a really tough West Coast road trip for the Atlanta Braves going out there and then finishing that thing off against the Dodgers. It'll be a fun series, possibly an NLCS preview. Certainly hope so. I think that would be great as long as the Braves come out on top. But that's going to be a tough one. So enjoy this homestand because then you got a really wicked 10-game road trip that, again, ends with four against the Dodgers. Be a good test for really both teams as they, they gear up for the both, uh, postseason. Both teams now have really big leads in their respective divisions. So looking forward to that. And, and then it's kind of downhill from that. Then you're mo mostly on the East Coast. you got a lot of home games. Competition's really not 
is rough in that September schedule. But, you know, it is, again, getting past that ro- that West Coast road trip will be a little bit tricky. And then, again, we're into September, winter, the final month of the regular season. Technically, there's one regular season game scheduled for October, but uh, we're getting there. It, it is the final stretch of the Major League Baseball season. It's kind of hard to believe, but sit back Enjoy the ride. I see a lot of you out there. It's boomer bust, World Series or nothing. I try not to get into that mentality because you do, and you really don't enjoy how special this team is, and you don't enjoy the journey. And that's what this is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. We're going through this journey together through the regular season, and unfortunately, it's starting to come to an end. So hopefully you do enjoy, again, the last month and a half here of the regular season. Hopefully you enjoy it here with me at Locked On Braves. Again, the Braves will be back in action on Friday at 7.20 p.m. Eastern against the Giants. The Braves will have Spencer Strider on the mound, looking to back up that seven-inning scoreless performance he had last time out. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Look for that tweet late Thursday afternoon to submit your questions for our Friday mailbag episode. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 